Welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and every Monday you will be joining me, Eric Fung, and SG Budget Big Dawn on our weekly segment, Wise and Shine, where we leverage on the latest quirky happenings out there on the internet to answer many of your burning social and personal development questions. Yes, we're all sick and tired of talking about money, so welcome back to Wise and Shine. I love being number one. I thought you missed positivity. I be the number right? one, Mister yeah. Positivity. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. one else I'm the is the only ever. positive one. Okay? Whoever's number two is negative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay, welcome back to uh, Wise and Shine, our Monday segment. I really love this segment, you know, because uh, I'm very sick of talking about personal finance all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my name is Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and we have in the house... Hi, my name is Eric, Mr. Positivity. And I'm Dawn. My name is Eric, Mr. Positivity. And I'm Dawn, Budget Babe. Mm, actually, you know, people are getting so familiar, we don't really need to <laughs> introduce <laughs> ourselves, right? But yeah, we're going to have more guests. No, you have set. more listeners. Oh yeah, that is <gasps> true. Listeners. That is true. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, Remember yes. Remember the market yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, definitely the the mark the TAM, the TAM, right? Yeah, the TAM, TAM is growing. Total addressable market, yeah. So you can check out our other shows if you want to be like more personal finance. <laughs> I, I really but did this on thing. This mm. episode, on this show at least, mm. is all about becoming wiser. Right. Mm. More. And so becoming the best right? version of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. more enlightened. <laughs> no, and, I feel enlightened yeah, after yeah, our yeah. episodes. Yes, yes. I mean, I mean we are blowing our own horns. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I would actually it's not that because we are wise but it's because we are, as we are talking about it you know because sometimes we don't take time to think mm, right mm, but when mm. we chew on those thoughts we gain new insights and the different perspectives yeah. Also yeah. helps us to create exactly. new insights yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I do think uh, for our listeners that pursue personal finance in a very serious fashion like they tune in every week mm. you know they read blogs they do all these things mm. um, a, a lot of people they, one on one side they do struggle with some of the basic ideas in personal finance mm-hmm. and then the investing part all that but there's another big swath of our listeners and community right that are struggling with deeper more complex issues that get then that can be projected on money mm-hmm. or then be projected on personal finance I think that as we continue to uncover like like how we work with environment like how we work with our emotions a little bit better then we don't need to spend as much to cope you know and, yep. and all that Save right so, so there, there are a yep. lot of all these other things that can be intertwined um, and I think that's the value of the show right but, mm-hmm. but today um, we want to focus a little bit on this idea of competition right right so <laughs> because because uh, you know, recently, I think the national narrative has tuned a little bit into more kumbaya, right? Like, more like, it's okay not to be okay, you know, like, we are growing this together. So, there's a lot of kumbaya kind of kind of narrative uh, going on. You, you don't feel so? <laughs> I've always been living in that world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but but there was a long period of time where, where it's like, you don't eat your, you, you know, if you don't eat other people's lunch, other people will eat your lunch. Yep. Mm. You know, there's a lot of those kind of like fighting kind of essence, right? Where it's about competition, it's about your enemy mm. and all that, right? And I do think that embeds into a lot of other ideas that we do have, that we, we hold in ourselves, gasuism, all these things, they're all kind of extended from those spaces. And uh, things have changed, right? But it makes me kind of wonder like, okay, so have things really changed or is it just like a, a narrative building exercise, which makes me want to talk a little bit today about this whole idea about enemy and competition, right? Mm-hmm. Like must your 
competitor be your enemy? I think that's the that's the question that I really want to ask. I think it's an easy one, right? I mean, mm. you and I, we're in mm. personal connect. Mm, mm. When we started, because you started later, did you mm. view me as your enemy? No. I've, and that's why I, we're here today. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But I think when I first started, I didn't really bother about who is out there. I was just doing my own thing. Mm. You know? And it was, it was as I developed and people started comparing. You know, like sponsors mm. come in, they compare. Yeah. You know, because they have to compare, right? They have a limited budget. There are certain goals that they want to achieve and then they have to compare, okay, what's the best way forward? Who is doing what? You know, who should we sponsor? Or even audiences, they compare, right? I remember that one star audience. And <laughs> we, you know, there's, in podcasts, you can give five star, four mm. star, three star, whatever. And there's this one star audience. Well, I shout out to you. Uh, like a, okay, well, okay, one star. Probably not listening to <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, I tell you, <laughs> one star. You know, right? go, go to Apple and look at that one star. Screenshot and share. Okay, so <laughs> one star audience say things like, Oh, this, this could have been a great podcast, but I hate the person's voice. I was oh. like, Bro! So oh, it's like, so personal. And yeah. it's a personal attack. So yeah. personal. Not so win it all, you know. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So the way no, you celebrate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 essentially, there's a lot of uh, as I develop further, there's more and more competition, right? Like I start to look at like people compare me, and I become I have to compete with all these different uh, mediums and different influencers, different platforms to then compete for listeners, compete for audience, compete for you know sponsor money and 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 all these other things, right? So so to me, um, yeah, I didn't start with competition because I didn't bother about it but as I move forward I start to have to care about it because mm. the environment yeah yeah, yeah 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 so so I think that's that's that part so um yeah maybe maybe we start with trying to talk a little bit about is there a difference between competition and enemy yes of course uh competition is very neutral it's very factual enemy is a lot more emotional so let me explain. Like, I mean, in a classroom of 40, right? Everyone is your competitor, right? Because you're being graded against all of your friends. There's someone going to be number one, number two, number three. So they are your competition. When you go for a job interview, you're going to compete with three other candidates or five other candidates. But when we start to lab- we start to hate on that person or we start to feel uh, 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 you know, negative emotions towards the person, then that person be- has a new label now. It becomes your enemy and it also implies that the person is here to hurt you, to destroy you, to harm you. So when you start to have that kind of narrative, then naturally you start to label your competitor as an enemy. But it fundamentally means that both your competitor and your enemy actually share the same incentive structure against you. The only divergence, the only difference is that you add a layer on top that this person is bad. You know, this person mm. is evil. This person is wrong. Or this organization or this this thing. But if you remove that layer at the top, that means all this color coloring, yeah. right, on the person, then right? Then just your competitor. Yeah, then they are they are competitor, which mm. which means that you know, um, there is uh, incentive, you know, friction or divergence that exists fundamentally in in all competition, whether you name them as an enemy or not. Is, is that kind of how I see it? Is that how you guys see it? Or at least for me, I, I, I see it as it's a label, mm. right? That competition is very natural. If there is scarce resource, we're all going to be competing, mm. right? But uh, enemy is an, in another layer where, you know, this guy is going to hurt you, going to harm you, or you have some negative emotions towards it. Because mm. to me, I, 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 I'm a very competitive person. I love being number one. I thought you Mr. Positivity. Uh, well, everybody so comes I to I be the journey, number right? one Mr. Yeah. Positivity. Yeah, I'm the number one. Yeah, no yeah. one else I'm is the only ever. positive one. Okay? Whoever's number two is negative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm very naturally competitive and, and I, I would like, sometimes, especially if I lose out, then I will, you know, I'll feel... I'll feel 
very negative, right? Towards that person. And that's why I'll naturally use the word, oh, he's my enemy. He's my number one enemy. Mm-hmm. But I've came to realize that competition is not a bad thing. Competition, you know, makes sure that, it makes sure that it, you don't sit on your laurels. Competition pays you. Right, so what does it mean? Competition pays you. It paces you. You you got pace. someone to pace okay, with, right? Because okay. you look at what your competitors are doing, and you go like, "Wow, you know what? I, I better step up my game because mm. my competitors are working a lot harder than me, mm. and it pushes me forward." Mm. So that's my perspective. Another way, another thing I also also feel is that if you ever hate on your enemy, uh, on your competition, then it, you you get your emotions get in the way. You cannot see things clearly mm. because. Um, your competitors don't always remain as competitors. They can one day be your collaborators. Yeah. yeah. Let, let me name, let me raise a question. Yeah. Can you guys name an enemy of yours? Enemy, yeah. Because I fundamentally don't believe that anybody is good or evil. That everybody is maximizing their own interests. Mm. I have a lot of competitors. But yeah. do you have an enemy? I don't, I don't when I was younger, I used the word enemy a lot. He's my number one enemy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's my number two but enemy. now you struggle, no. right? Yeah. I don't don't and I think that enemy. shows it because we're at this stage of life where we realize that labeling someone as an enemy also makes us weaker. Yeah. Because yeah. we're admitting that they have the power to inflict pain or harm on us. But if we take back that control, they're just a competitor. Mm. They're not an enemy. I, I, I think um, I probably have a lot of enemies, especially because of how I'm very straightforward on the internet. Mm. But I don't see anyone as my enemies. Whether I'm their enemy, it's them, you see? Uh, it's not mutual. Okay. So when you make someone your enemy, if it's not two ways, aren't you the one who's exhausted? Mm. That one star review... <laughs> He's the one who's tired, right? Yeah, Not yeah. you. It doesn't really get on you much. It, it's something for that moment. You're like, one star? Why is this happening? And you look at the feedback. You're like, he hates my voice. Screw it. I can't change anything about my voice. And you move mm. on. Mm. But he probably keeps thinking about it. Especially if he thinks that you're his enemy. May, may, maybe. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if... I'm not sure that he or she or it thinks about it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it did get to me for a period of time, you know. Uh, and, and I started to question a little bit. But but all that is kind of a process, right? Process to kind of process some of these ideas. Uh, eventually, I got to a better better viewpoint. Uh, exactly. Right? But, and when we recognize that, you know, it's tiring to label people as enemies, just look at them as competitors. That's mm-hmm. where next stage comes in, right? Because like what you say, Eric, your competitor can then One be day, your yeah. collaborator. Yeah, I wanna, But if you view yes. them as your enemy, you will never be able to Exactly. I mean, case in point, Romance of Three Kingdom, isn't that the, the, the whole idea, right? That there's always three legged stool. Three legged stool, and you know, whoever that's the strongest, that's our enemy, then the other two become collaborators. But when one becomes stronger, then you know the, the power shifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because or like if, maybe the world now they see Putin as their enemy, yeah, so no yeah. one's really collaborating with him. But what mm. if they could see a different point? Because of if you, you see compete implies me against you. Exactly. But if I stop seeing the world as they are all my competitors, but we are collaborators, or one day we can be collaborators, we might actually see new ways, new synergies, new ways of working together. Yeah, but but the whole enemy thing perfumes yeah. mainstream narrative. Mm. Good versus bad, right versus wrong, Just left versus, versus right, villain. Uh, hero, villain, Putin, Biden, no, it's C. E- because it's easier. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. convenient. Exactly, and that's the part right. that So I, you have to yeah. question our values and our culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... 
because once you remove a moral view on these things, then it becomes a very complicated discussion. What are your goals? What are my goals? What's exactly. your incentive? Where you come from? What resources I have? What you have? Also, tiring. You know? just easier to label yeah, the person evil, enemy. bad yeah. enemy. You know, I mean, nemesis. think about it, right? Like your parents, I remember back then my parents is, you know, uh, yeah, your Pao you know, Pao doing better than you, you know. Not Shout out to Pao right? Shout out yeah, to Pao uh, Again, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> but, yeah. but you know, so I noticed that my mom will kind of make it antagonistic to kind of fight, make me yeah. have that fire and drive to almost beat my enemy. You know? Mm. So so I guess that's how probably the higher powers like to use. Like, like yes, that. Yes, uh, yes. If you think about it, long there's this movie called Wag the Dog. Damn beautiful movie. Um, so it, it basically talks about a... Uh, I might get the title wrong. We will change it if, you, if we need to. But this, this is the context, yeah? Uh, this president uh, was going for his re-elections and then got found cheated, cheating with his secretary. Mm-hmm. Kind of remember some, someone else, right? Mm-hmm. And so he, he realized his rate, public ratings was dropping. So he decided, what should I do? What should I do? So a PR uh, agency said, oh, very easy. Let's create an enemy. Let's create a bad guy. Let's create terrorism. Uh, how do we do it? Okay, let's hire a film director to do it. So they create a whole entire scene and they make the entire world believe that there was a war being fought in that country and that he positioned himself as a hero. And you see, the thing is that if you can't unite people, just create a common enemy and you automatically unite people. So it's a very good way to control people when I have an enemy. Because if your attention is on that bad guy, then I automatically become your good guy. That's why we say, if you want to be friends together, just throw stones at your enemies. So I felt that that word is a very very powerful tool that can be used for control, power, and leadership. Yes, yes. And 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 I think that's a great highlight to recognize that narrative building in itself is a weapon. Mm. Right? Like yeah. if you subscribe to a certain narrative and the narrative is trying to anchor at something or attack someone, then, then yeah, it rallies and, and that in itself is a weapon. That in itself is an act of war. Yeah. Trying to build narratives of enemies and all that, right? So but day to day, uh it's a bit tiring, right? To keep holding on to those things, right? Yeah. But 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 the reality is, you know, put, pushing aside the idea of an enemy, mm. that is competition, right? The reality is we have a lot of competitors around us, right? And and yep. and I wanted to kind of double down and highlight on the discussion of like your competitors can be your collaborators, right? So when does that dynamics change, right? Because in my worldview, competitors means your incentives are not aligned. Yeah. Right? You're disjointed. And you are all fighting over something similar, right? And uh, you're disjointed. But how do you then change from a competitor to become a collaborator? When there's a mutual benefit. Mm-hmm. That, that means when, when me and you combine together, we become a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, okay, case in point, right? Like, let's say, for example, um, you know, I'm a speaker and I specialize in one topic. And then you are a speaker, you specialize also in one topic, but we're very similar. So we're always competing. Yes. And then we realize, oh my God. So our, our client has been playing us against each other. Yes. Say, oh, you know, we're going to thinking about hiring Eric, okay? So you give us a better price. Oh my God, yeah, it right? always happens. Yeah. So they, they play up against yes, you. Yes. So now we become controlled by our client. Yeah. But if I now work with him and say, you know what, Let, let's work together. If any client come to me, I will also pitch you in. Mm-hmm. And if any co- com- client comes to you, pitch you in, then you and I, win and we help our client the client win as well or you talk about your rates so that the client don't get to spin tails about it yeah mm. so I feel that that's where where your competitor quote quote can become a collaborator if both of you were work together created a new benefit a new value mm-hmm. yeah. I think also we need to recognize that there are certain points certain circumstances where resources are finite yeah. like a job or that first prize in a book competition yeah. Yeah. right yeah. but other aspects there may be infinite rewards for everyone. And, and it's still fine. Even if it's a finite reward, right? 
uh, it makes me better as a person. Like, okay, you, you know, I don't know if you guys feel that way, but I, I work better when I've competition mm-hmm. because I felt like I want to be better because that's my value I want to be better so when I know that there's finite resource a client can only pick one person for a conference I will work really 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 hard to prove be, that you are the most the best choice one. yeah and that makes in the process makes me a better speaker Simon Sinek has a very good um, uh, story around oh, this okay. so he calls it the worthy rival Mm. That in order to improve, we yes, always need to keep one. finding the worthy rival, and that person makes us even better. And his one is Adam Grant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the smart guy. Both are all equally smart. And now exactly. they're finally working together on a book. So who is your rival then? Who is your worthy rival? Can say it, my competition, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. in the in the so okay. So I said I won't want to use the word rival. Okay, yeah, because rival rival has some level of enemy. Yes, yes, yes. How about your biggest competitor? Your worthy so competitor. I would say that in the case I specialize in the insurance tech space, right? So um, anybody else who is also teaching about social media uh, would be a competitor to to me as well, which is also why I I learned something that um, you don't have to fight to be better. You just got to fight to be different. Mm-hmm. Because no one is able to then assess whether you are better than another person or not. Because better is subjective. Mm. Yeah. So it's more important that when you are competing, don't compete outwards, you compete inwards. What do I mean? That means dig deep into yourself to ask yourself, what's your unique selling point? What's your differentiation? Mm-hmm. Because it's a lot easier to create your own blue ocean, right? But I'm saying that if you try to keep competing, right, you at most just be number one or number two. But if you find your uniqueness, right, you won't compete, you dominate. Mm. Yeah, and when you dominate, you're the only one, your category of one, which is why I feel that we should always dig deep to find our USP mm-hmm. and then we communicate that, we'll, we'll be able to attract people who will only want to work with us and no one else. Then you have no competition. For those who don't know what USP is, it's unique, unique selling, selling point. point. Yeah. But to be yeah. clear, sometimes you're just not unique. There is validity. There's validity in that point because a lot of people, I mean, I'm very annoyed with this kind of things. So, oh, find your unique selling point. So, yeah, yeah, I get it. But you know, I'm really just not that unique. Right? And, and that's when your competition forces you now to go and find yeah, one or to yeah. develop yourself further until yeah, you have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's, that's, the, that's the next step, right? Mm. But, mm. but rather than lie to yourself that you're unique, you're unique. Or my unique selling point is like, you're, you're not very unique. Bro. Have you like, thought so, yeah. that uniqueness is just a blend? It's just a what? A blend. Okay. Uh, and everyone has different blends. It's like, you yeah. know, 60% courage, 20%. Yes, yes, and yes, your percentages yeah. are always different because of who you innately yes, are. Yes, yes. And that's what makes you unique. So it's not that you're not unique. It's just mm. that you don't recognize your blend is unique Because you don't look yet. inwards. You keep looking outwards and yeah. try to outdo your competition. Mm-hmm. Correct. But you forgot that if you look inwards, you might be able to find your own space. Exactly. No, but, but if you believe in normal distribution, then you, then you recognize that at any one point in time, there is a bulk of people that are not unique. They so are, that's why conform. it's a scarcity versus ab- yeah, yeah. abundance, abundance mindset. mindset. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. no, no. As in, to to me, right, the, the whole ad- abundance kind of mindset thing, I get it. I understand what 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 is trying to say. But to me, from objectively, from a from a base idea, right. okay, is that at some point in time, there are a bulk of people that just stick the same position and they believe the same thing. That's why normal distribution exists, right? And and when I when I look at it from, from that viewpoint, and I, I don't I don't try to challenge these things because to me it is just the natural order of how it is. It's like how it's like how you know we can sit here and do all these talks, right? And and do all this. Uh, we are all not normal. We're all very unique <laughs> in our own. Because if you are normal, nobody wants to watch you. Mm. You know, because my, my listeners always tell me like, oh yeah, you're very different. Now. So, of course, if I'm the same as you, why you listen to me? Yeah. Right? And the reality is at any one point, there is a bulk view. 
there's a bulk idea, right? There are bulk things that mainstream. Mainstream. Idea. Yeah. So, so which is why I'm always looking for alternatives, right? So, so if you look at from a normal distribution view curve, in the middle is mainstream, right? On the side is alternative, right? Further out is Xiao. Right, so so this, so ideas ideas sit on a. But when you're sell, that's where you have less competition, no? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so it, it depends what game you want to play. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So some people not, seek safety in being normal. Yes, yes. So that's so it's why. yeah. So it's not a right or wrong kind of situation, but it's just recognizing that at some point in time, yeah, there are there are yeah. commonalities, and if 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 you fall within the commonality, it's, it's fine, mm. right? But if you want to stand out, then you got to take a different position and kind of repackage yourself, right? Yeah, and which is all the the whole USP. But I I, I want to push a little bit on the whole like competition within the office kind of situation, right? So, because I think um, sometimes you, I mean, you work in corporate, right? Then you have all these different teams that do the same thing, right? Maybe they got like one agency got like five design teams, you know, or like five brand teams, right? Or you work in finance and then like everybody is pretty much doing the same thing, you know, and they're all trying to push out similar ideas or they're trying to push out they got. They are all. They all have similar incentive structures. They are measured in the same way, but they're mm-hmm. pushing out differently, trying to be different, right? Mm. Um, and in such a situation, it it renders the game a finite game, mm. right? Where there's only one winner. Yeah, squid game. Right. Yeah. There's there's only one 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 person that's going to get promoted, right? Amongst the five leaders in the design firm, only one person is going to get promoted, which is why there's a very big tendency when one when amongst the five competitors, if someone pulls out. And starts to align with another person. It's like, oh, I don't want to fight, you know. I, I just align with you. So yeah, I be your you. I be yeah. your number two. Suddenly we our interest is aligned. Yeah. That's because how yeah. wars are fought. Yeah, because yeah. I I I'm not fighting anymore. I'm mm. aligning myself yeah. with you, so you will not attack me. Now yeah. but I become the I become the competitor of the other people. Yeah. Right. Mm. So I think that is that is a, a recognition of a change in incentive structure where we are no longer competing. I have chosen my position. To be the number two or the number three of this other person that I feel has a higher chance of winning, mm-hmm. or this other team has a higher chance yeah. of winning, and then we just come together. And then in that case, you and I, we're no longer competitors. We come together, we collaborate. Yeah. Our incentives change. Yeah. A- a- any any thoughts on that? I think the office is a natural finite game yes, because yes. you see the resources are allocated from the top. Yes. It's out of our control. You can only have one. Yeah, yeah you only yes, can have yeah. one senior director, yeah, right? And yeah. having two just doesn't make sense in terms of compensation and, and everything mm-hmm. else as well. But therein lies the question, are you okay to be in that situation or do you want to go somewhere else where you can then be number one and take the director role mm, for yourself mm, I think mm. everyone's response will be different some people are content to not be number one mm. so they're content to not engage in a competition but merely be a good um, sidekick mm. because they like the stability that their job gives mm. them they value the relationships the people in that workplace and they're worried if they go elsewhere they will lose that yes. or maybe because they've worked for so long at that company that they've accumulated so much you know long term mm. benefits and they don't want to say goodbye to that even if going to another place may give them a higher pay raise but it may come with like stress and new people that they don't yes, know whether they can yes. click with yes. so if you're okay to not compete then I think it's fine mm. and there's nothing wrong in being a sidekick yeah, yeah. or being part of the team yes. I think it all boils down to would that make you happy and are you okay to give certain things up what, mm. do, you, what do you gain in giving up something mm. and if you find that your gains out way what you have given up then I think it's okay so like Mr. Positivity for example <laughs> if you are not number one Mr. Positivity yeah. but you're number two but in exchange you actually made friends with whoever this imaginary new yeah. Mr. Number One is yeah. and that Mr. Number One opens a lot of doors to you because he don't see you as number two he sees you as a worthy rival mm. Mm. 
you would probably feel okay, right? Even though you said your nature is already very competitive. So I, I feel that um, it also depends on our values. Though. What's more important? Is it being number one for the sake of being number one or being being number one because I thought that being number one allows me to uh, be able to impact more people. But now collaborating, me, I'm number two. I collaborate number one. I get to not impact other people. So I'm happy now. Mm-hmm. Right. So I guess that competition aside, I think very important to have self-awareness to understand you know, what your core values are mm. and that uh, competition isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Again, yeah. It's, a, it's a story we tell that competition could make you better. Uh, competition is great in some organizations, especially mm. in sales, mm. right? Because when everybody competes, everybody gets better. Mm. Imagine if, if everybody decides not to compete, then the entire organization also cannot function, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it depends on the values. Yeah, yeah. no, but... but- Pushing from values, right? Mm. I, I get the whole value kind of yeah. discussion. I also want to talk a little bit about your abilities. Mm. Do you have these resources and this ability to go and compete? And I think that's the part that we don't talk about it in, in mainstream media. You know, we don't talk about it even in our broader society. We always ask ourselves, you know, is this what you want? Do you have value? You know, is this aligned with your views? But the reality is, do you even have the resource to compete? Do you have the political power to compete? Are you like the most mm. popular amongst, let's say this, stand, we're back to the same scenario, right? yeah. five design leaders trying to like fight for the next senior director role, right? Are you the most popular amongst them? Do you have the highest hit rate in, in your design profile? Are you getting highest sales numbers, right? Do you have the ability and the resources mm. to then compete? I think that is a big part of the discussion that is lacking. You know, like that. You sometimes you just have to recognize that, oh yeah, I'm in just, this game, you can't win. Yeah, I just can't. I'm not you. good enough in this yeah. game. You know, like I cannot be a lang lang. You know, I cannot. That's I why cannot. it's about choosing the right fight. Yes, that is, and 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 the very fact that you need to to choose the right fight and to choose a good fight, you must know where you stand. Self awareness, right? And yeah. and so it's not all just about value and worth and all that but really zooming down the practicality how much resources you have how popular are you mm. you know what kind of what kind of financial structures are you in how much how much money do you have right mm. like like do yeah. you have a big big golden you know tingshan <laughs> inshan at the back right and you can Kaushan. do whatever you wanna you can yeah. do whatever you wanna do and then you can go and fight it out right so I mm. think I think that's the part that is a very realistic very real concerns that that people don't talk about as yeah. much well, I because they go. have to face the facts, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that's, uh, you got to face that fact, yeah. right? That, that you just don't have enough... What it takes. Yeah, you don't have <laughs> what it takes to compete. And I, had, I can relate, you know. Actually, uh, um, when I was young, I had a lot of childhood aspirations. Mm. But the one that gets told the most often is that I want to be a writer, right? Mm. Actually, I actually also wanted to be a dancer. Mm. I also wanted to be a singer. And I also wanted to be an actress. But what I realized was I'm not pretty enough to act. So screw it. There goes that oh, You need to be pretty to act? Back you, then, is it's it? a better advantage. Okay. Right? Well, I think now it's still the case. Now it's still the case. It's, it's a little bit better, but it's still the case. Yeah. Yeah. That's a different discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like, in terms of dancing, I just couldn't outperform no matter how hard I tried. Mm. I couldn't beat some of the better dancers yes. because they were just naturally taller the body, yes, yes. And I was just not born that way. And even though, like, I remember in Chinese dance, right, in younger, prim- uh, lower primary school, <laughs> right, I was training for my split. Uh, and my sister got it so naturally. Mm. My teacher was pressing down on my legs and I still couldn't get it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I still cannot. I had to train, actually. And it took me many years. Even I only achieved my split in, oh, sadly, university. 
Oh no, but you hey, never wow. gave up. That's yeah. amazing. That's yeah, amazing. But I didn't do all the way or so lah. Yeah, so yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on, on all day I finally got fights, it. Right? Mm. That's how you yeah, say. exactly. And then like I wanted to sing, but one problem with me is I always get sore throat. I'm very prone to getting mm. sore throat. Like and today. never learned to Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Today. shout out, huh? Don't work very hard for us, yes, please. <laughs> if you can't hear my voice, it's a little bit yes, different because yes, I have yes. a little sore throat going on right now, but it's yes. not COVID. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, so anyway, back to the story. Um I I was always getting sore throat more frequently than all of my peers. And I realized like even if I could go and go for singing classes and be a good singer I just can't remove this fact that I'm mm. always getting sore throat and that will hinder my career mm. so I chose not to pick and not to go down these routes mm. I think mm. all of us can have similar stories in our lives right like yes. listeners what was a childhood ambition that you loved and you really mm. wanted to be but why didn't you pursue that route maybe because we recognized that there was something that would inhibit us yeah. from achieving our fullest potential over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the reality is sometimes I'm just not good enough to yeah. fight this fight, right? And if I'm not good enough, then might as well I pick a side. Exactly. Right? Sometimes you're not pretty enough, not good looking enough, not tall enough. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, okay. If I'm not good enough, I'd rather pick a side. That, okay, yes, I agree. Mm. Like if it's life and death and all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always think that it's always worth a fight. You know, there's a saying, right? If you can't, if you aim for the stars, if you've missed the stars, you can at least hit the cloud. So, even if let's say singing, right? Um, mm. You know, I might not be very good at singing. I might not be a very successful in today's world of singing. But you know, I if anybody come to me, I would first of all help the person acknowledge that he's not that good. Maybe he's only a three upon ten. But if he feels it's worth it to still compete because that competition forces him to you know add another three more points. Because if he gives out, he's just gonna remain as a three upon ten, mm. right? Mm. Or he decided that oh, I'm not gonna sing. I'm just gonna play drums and. Absolutely, be a sidekick, like you said. That mm. absolutely will not develop skills. So for me, I I would say that no. If if you really want to do it, then just give it a give it a try. I think we still need to recognize that fighting a competition mm. or and even engaging one, playing the game in the mm. first place mm. requires energy. Uh, yes, and there's a cost involved. Yeah. as long as he he plays that game with open eyes, that it's going to be tough for you. You're not going to be as good as other people but you will get better than what you are right now. And if you're okay with that growth and that progress, bums, go do it. But mm. do it with open eyes. Yeah, yeah, if yeah, you ask yeah. me, I'll, I'll just be like, oh, yeah, screw this. <laughs> but mm. Choosing something where you can fight a better fight. And, yeah. you, and if winning is important to you, then choose somewhere exactly. where you can That's win. That's why the value part comes exactly. in. Like, is your value what winning? Are your goals? If your value yes. is winning, then of course you pick games yes, that you can yes, win yes. where the odds are stacked not against you, yes, right? But yes. if growth is important to you, then who cares? I don't yeah. mind being number three, number four because by competing myself in number one I got better yeah yeah, that's why it's self-awareness I want to add another thing uh. so Mm. like you know for some people competition brings stress oh tell me about it I think it still does like it does I think for everybody it it does different levels right yes yes and you need to find the fight or the competition that motivates and stresses you up enough without sending you over the hill so one example from my younger years right was when I had to decide which JC to go to Hmm. For the record, I didn't even want to go to JC. Asian parents. Oh you know, my God. I wanted to go to Polytechnic. Same. Yes. Study mass comm right from um, the start. But my parents were like, no, you don't know what you're doing. Listen oh, to us. Go okay. to JC. Yeah, go JC, yeah. then can go uni. Go poly, can go uni. Mm-hmm. Okay, but anyway. Yeah, so yeah. I went, I had to choose which JC to go to. And with my point, I was able to go to JCA versus JCB. When I weighed the pros and cons of each, I realized JCA was very good. I would be the borderline case, but if I go in there, I'm not the best. Mm. 
And because I knew that I'm the kind where if I'm the last, uh, it you really affects me. Yeah. Whereas if I go in and I'm middle or above average, it's easier for me to climb towards the top. Yep. And that motivates me because yep. I know at least I'm better than some people already. Mm. I feel like I can go even better. But when I'm the last, uh, I'm the most... <laughs> yeah, you set yourself up to fail already. Yeah, like, it, it affects me case. a lot. Exactly. Yeah, so case. I chose to go to the other JC, JCB. Mm. And because I was aware of this, I was actually, I eventually became a top student. Nice. But I think that would not have happened if I went into JCA. So understanding your tolerance for stress because competition yes. does create stress, right? Correct. But there's good stress, bad stress. So you also have to know where the, the balance is. Yes. And the good thing about life is that most of the time we can pick our competition. Mm -hmm. So I think having the ability, to, I think the, the difficult thing is that when we are young, when we are a child, sometimes our competition gets picked for us. Yala, yes. But Before if you're friends. in a position where you can recognize it and fight, so I obviously had to explain to my parents why I wanted JCB. They're like, you should go to JCA. I'm like, no, I feel like da 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 and eventually I won out. Okay, and great. it turned my life around because of that, I was able to climb to the top or the class leader, it fueled and built up my self-confidence so much. So I would not probably mm. be doing all this public speaking work if not for that. If I had gone down JCA path, uh, I would probably have turned Been into slotted, some yeah. Yeah, depressed kid. They're always wondering why I can never make it in life. Why I study so hard, but I'm always still the 41st in class, mm. you know? Whereas on the other end, I was like, oh, I studied hard. I, I'm number seven. Mm. I didn't study. I'm 14. Ain't not so bad. Well, I'm still mm. not the last. Eh. I, now I study, I can be number one. So mm. it's, it plays a lot of games in your mind yeah. and picking the right fights. I think it's a very important trait that everyone must yes, learn yes, to do yes. in life. And, and I do think the playing field in Singapore is very narrow. Right, that's why it, it's, it's like whatever you do, right? Whether you are a designer, you are work in finance, you work in, you know, uh, you, you want to be a dancer. In Singapore, there's only so many top positions in that sense, right? Because we're a small market. Yeah, as we're well. a small market, right? But but if you go out, right, you can oh, you can totally right. be a number one piano teacher in Klang. <laughs> So I'll be like, number one dancer in Penang, you can do that, right? Because uh, the market is way bigger. You, you want to go even smaller, you can go more, whatever, right? So so geography and and going to different places, they they, they do add up, right? And, mm -hmm. and there are a lot of other fights, right? But for a lot of Singaporeans tuning in, uh, I get it. Lah. The, the fight is stiff, right? And and as the, as the game continues to progress, um, the fight only gets stiffer. Right, because people will accumulate, you know, resources and influence and power. So, um, quick tip, uh, if you're thinking about this thing, right, uh, try to go to places that are greener, <laughs> newer, newer. If you join newer sectors, uh, for whatever reason, you know, and in different different spaces, uh, the chances of you succeeding is much higher. Yep. Mm. And I yeah, think newer spaces are more collaborative as well. Yes. That whole essence of competition is not as ingrained because like in startup culture, you're working towards a bigger goal of helping the startup IPO or mm. succeed or beat a other established player. Yeah. But if you go into an established player where they're already number one, mm. you're competing within your own teams, yeah. your own departments and resources. Agreed. So that's the inherent difference I feel. Great, great. I love think it. that's a that's a love I think one last evolved. thing mm, yeah. is we need to also remember competition can sometimes give you friends. Tell tell me more. Tell me more. So yes. when you recognize, like I'll give an example. Um I'm friends with the woke salary man. We didn't start out as such because mm. I didn't know who they were. I was just like, oh wow, this new competition is rising and they're stealing a lot of the competitors' dollars. They're even getting sponsorship money that are non-finance. Mm. And I was just very amazed. And then like when I finally got to meet them and got to know them in person, now we share so many other resources together. When clients try to pit us against one ah, another, we share. Yep. We're like, hey, how much are you charging for this? Oh, I'm X dollars. Okay, I'm X. And because we share that information, right, we're no longer competitors, competitors yep. for the same 
but we become more collaborative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in recognizing that, we're also now better friends for it. Mm-hmm. I'm great friends with also Dollars and Cents because Timothy. we recognize that we okay. play in different verticals mm-hmm. and we collaborate a lot. So we do like interviews, we do different projects, different events together mm-hmm. because we recognize that we're not competitors. Mm-hmm. And because we all have, like sometimes when it, like what you say, when you have a common enemy, yeah, you all, you, all become united. All united. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes your best friends can be found when you have that. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm really good friends with my JC uh, girlfriend because we had to fight the A level competition, and we wandered through it. Nice. And in life, you become very close to certain friends or your spouse because you fight against a common evil or something, mm-hmm. right? Be it, let's say like people who have to go through illnesses, you fight that illness together with your caregiver and mm. you become so strong together. Mm. And I think that's something that people always miss out on. They forget because you, yeah. when you think of competition, you often see yourself as you against everyone else. Yeah. Mm. But it can be you and people and some trusted aides against a larger force. So the uh, moral of the story is to unionize, right? (laughs) We need to unionize. It's like we're not friends because we're fighting against the common enemy or the Mm. common evil, common competition of being normal, boring, Mm. Mm. listening to whatever narrative you're being fed without questioning it and just going with whatever the news is reporting in Mm. a certain narrative without asking why is it such, what's the larger value, Mm. right? Mm. So we have something in common now Mm. and competition can be that commonality. Yeah, great, great, great. Once again, unionize. So that's why I always go to networking events with all the influencers. And you charge a lot raise, you raise, increase, increase, increase. So all then we can all increase. Right. So so uh, we, we can talk about that off camera, right? But but yeah, I think uh, great, great episode today because uh, yeah. I think it, it kind of discovered a little bit of the nuance between an enemy and a competitor. And yes. how, how can you then kind of convert the competition dynamics into something more collaborative, right? And yeah. and recognize that, hey, if you... Uh, you're not, you're just not made you, for some competition. Yeah, just move on. Find another, mm. find another competition, right? If winning is important Yeah, if winning you. is important mm. to yeah. you. Any other things you've picked away from today's episode? Oh, I think if there's books that you guys might want to read to expand on this, right? Mm. Uh, there's two books, right? We all know this book by uh, Sun Tzu. Bingfa, mm. out of war, right? So a lot of times business are very competitive. They study a lot of the philosophy, philosophies from Sun Tzu. Mm. But now there's this new school of thought, which is Zheng He Xia Xi Yang, which is a, a very collaborative philosophy. So uh, uh, don't have to make wrong about competition or don't have to try to idolize uh, uh, and put collaboration on the pedestal. Ask yourself, what environment are you in? Mm. Will competing help you get what you want or will collaborating help you get what yes. you want? See that as tools rather than, you know, laboring it because the minute you label, mm. it's either one or zero. Yeah. yeah. Right? And when that happens, then either way, you win. Yeah. I believe also being friends with your competitor can often open up a lot more markets and opportunities for you because none of us are perfect. Mm. And we all have different strengths, right? It's only when we all come together and play on our strengths as a group mm. that we open up more. But there's a disclaimer, there's a catch. They must share the same values. Because some yeah. people in the front, they say, oh, collaborate if you collaborate with oh you, my but God. actually they're there to hurt you, you know what I mean? So, so as long as they have the same values, same goals, uh, then I think we can work together. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's just a disguise. Don't let me start. Don't let me start. That, that could be another 30 minutes. <laughs> Reggie, right? so, Reggie must have some <laughs> a lot, story a lot, like a lot, that. Right? I'm annoyed yeah. by those people. But, but yes, um, I mean, at the end, um, I don't I don't want to judge people's morality. Everybody has their own viewpoint, their own moral structures, but that, that is a reality where we are not aligned. Yeah. Right. And if we're not aligned, then we can either compete or we can just distance ourselves. I think I think that's kinda where I am. Okay, good. So I think that's a great episode today. Uh if you have any other 
horrifying questions about competition, you can put it in the comment section. And then, or uh, share so, with us your mm. biggest um, horror stories when it comes to competitors. Yeah, or yeah, think yeah. about when was the last time you had an enemy or can you identify anyone yeah, right is now? the enemy yeah. your friend? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. is your enemy yourself? Yeah. Oh. oh yeah 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 she's yeah, always yeah, making yeah. us think yeah yeah I mean that's gone. that's why she's on the set one, right if she's not making us think then why is she here <laughs> right so one so yeah her. thank you for today we'll see you all next week take care bye happy winning. Winning.